1: Today and next week, we're going to hear Jarrett on Jarrett. The second Jarrett in the title, spelled with two Ts, is the great American pianist and composer Keith Jarrett. The first Jarrett, spelled with one T, is Jarrett Prescott from Peterborough, a music producer, musician, musicologist, and currently works at Blue Streak Records on George Street. And he's a Keith Jarrett fanatic, particular to the music he's recorded on the ECM label. For me... I've never been a huge fan. I've had a few albums of his, which I eventually sold or gave away. So as part of the attempt to discover new things in jazz and new ways of listening to it, I'm looking forward to seeing if Jarrett, his commentary, and the music I'll be playing today and next week will help me get it in terms of Keith Jarrett. We'll be hearing some commentary from Jarrett later today, but let's start off with one that Jarrett requested that I play. It's off the album recorded in 1987, Dark Intervals, and he told me that this sums up what I would like to say about Jarrett as a conduit between Eastern and Western musical traditions and also speaks to him as a bridge between jazz and the greater world itself. Let's give a listen to Ritual Prayer, Keith Jarrett. Ritual Prayer, Keith Jarrett. As you know, I have a particular interest in jazz standards, and so does, surprisingly, Keith Jarrett. He has put out a number of albums of jazz standards done in his style, and we'll be hearing three tracks at some point from those albums with Jared Prescott's comments. Let's first hear what Jarrett has to say about Keith Jarrett speaking from Blue Streak Records about jazz standards and about where they fit in terms of that bridge between pop music and jazz. Much of it thanks to the ECM label.
2: I mean, what can I say about Keith Jarrett? I mean, a friend of mine was just in here talking to me about how... uh, The way people treat a standard in jazz is akin to... Well, what a standard is akin to is a form of popular music. I mean, it's something that changes... Uh, especially in jazz, throughout the decades, styles change. The standard is the same standard, but like in, like in the pop form and the pop idiom, it is, it's evolving. It goes on and through these changes, and so by the time we reach the twenty-first century, people almost appreciate the standard as a really uh, jazz standard as a really uh, elastic thing that jazz can kind of stretch out and uh, morph and change with the times. Uh, and yet, still uh, keep with the sentimentality and the uh, timelessness of the themes, and they are really timeless. I mean, some of the jazz standards, you know, twenties, thirties, forties, is when they were written, and to have someone like Jarrett be able to pull new uh, new colors out of them is uh, is is fabulous. But um, I think maybe in the twenty-first century uh that that has gone on through artists like Keith Jarrett and his, uh, and his band and his label uh, is is even more impressive uh, to us now because it says something about why maybe jazz is important in uh, the 21st century and why people have come to jazz again in such numbers. I mean, uh, it 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 may be that jazz operates sideways to, and in a, and in a timeless manner to popular style, which uh, is constantly, um, at least in the 20th century, was constantly dating itself. And now maybe people are longing longing for forms uh, of depth uh, in 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 what people like Keith Jarrett do, uh, and and being able to create a. A heritage and a depth out of what is in jazz in a, in a in a more infinite way, um, so that to me, when I think of Keith Jarrett approaching a standard, approaching these songs that he 's maybe played. 10,000 times and finding new ground and depth.
1: Here's a very well-known standard, just to illustrate how Keith Jarrett transforms this from pop music, yet keeps some pop music influences. I'll start with just an excerpt from a 1946 pop version by Tony Martin, then go right into Keith Jarrett's 1983 recording with Gary Peacock on bass and Jack DeJohnette on drums.
0: The promised kiss of springtime That makes the lonely winter sing You are the breathless hush of evening That trembles on the brink of a lovely song and
1: I have to admit, that's a great rendition of All the Things You Are, Keith Jarrett. Let's look at an alternative jazz version that I also like, one that, well, it's a bit Latinized, maybe even jazzier, in the sense that he reharmonizes it, using new chords that take one even further away from the basic melodic and harmonic structure. Here's Oscar Peterson's 1970 version, with George Moratz on bass and Ray Price on drums. All the things you are Oscar Peterson trio when I have guests I like to give them a blindfold test maybe kind of trick them with something unexpected or sometimes I'm just curious what they have to say about something so I'll give all of you this same blindfold test what do you think this is and what do you think of it and why am I playing it on a program that's about Keith Jarrett
3: where you are, turn on the stream of your thought and look at your star.
1: My guest for today's program, Jarrett Prescott, was half right in his guess, in the first guess at least. Here's what he had to say.
2: I am going to make uh, a guess at the musical Blindfold Test that that tune, I believe, if I have it right, is, uh, is Keith Jarrett and his uh, brother. I think it's an early recording of them maybe jamming something out, and it's on tape. Uh, and I think it's something his brother found and if I could make a second guess, uh, I, I would say my, if I had a second choice of, as to what that would be, it would be uh, that that might be an early band by Manfred Eicher. So um, those are my two guesses, and maybe, uh, uh, maybe one of those is right.
1: Manfred Iker, by the way, was a founder of ECM Records, who very much believed in what Keith Jarrett was doing and recorded so many Keith Jarrett albums. But here's the answer. It was from Keith Jarrett's second album called Restoration Ruin, probably his first actual solo album from 1968 on the Vortex label, where Keith Jarrett sang and played every instrument, guitar, harmonica, soprano saxophone, recorder, piano, organ, electric bass, drums, tambourine, and an ancient percussion instrument called the Sistra. All right, let's move on. The album that made Keith Jarrett famous. Let's hear Jarrett Prescott tell us about it. What
2: a lot of people have said or noticed about Keith Jarrett's uh early career and his uh and the and the time actually in the 70s when he uh really peaked as uh, I think the number 1 and 2 best-selling uh piano records um uh solo piano records in in human history uh are that um in a time when jazz began to lose traction uh not only against the world of popular music but just in the in in the in the in the maybe not in the global imagination but in the in in the sort of the vanguard of american uh, of american musical narratives uh Keith sort of was able to do fantastic things that could span genres but also remain true to some of the more athletic and creative uh, moments in jazz history. And uh, I really, uh, I think, you know, Cone concerts is, is something that a lot of people know uh, that ha- that listen to jazz or don't listen to jazz, but you could take any one piece of that album, which is entirely improvised live uh under some uh, technical duress that he had with the piano uh, that one night in mid seventies in germany uh and you could uh take any of that album uh, of that album and really uh find a jewel that he is kind of making purely out of his improvised technique which he which he he uses to great effect through his whole career, where you know some people love to improvise uh, and then lean on other things be it a band or be it things they wrote Keith's able to go out and uh, take two hours with an audience and with even the way a room feels and just draw a performance out of that he can draw a performance out of uh, out of getting from the airport to, to the gig and the vibe of the city and then can really Honestly, sit down, and 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 render what he's felt that day. I mean, it sounds that sounds like all that sounds like me really uh, making too big a deal out of it. But I always say to people, uh, you know, he's a Midwestern boy, and I don't like Norman Rockwell. But there's moments uh, in the middle of Cone Concert or some of that really. Prairie kind of motif stuff that he's doing, where he makes me like Norman Rockwell, even through the sort of avant-garde jazz that he's he's uh, he's throwing around there. He's throwing really common, sort of uh, homey themes, but he's pushing them into 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 a, a place they've never been before. So I always tell people that's kind of the proof of of how powerful his his improvisational technique is is that he can make things that in another in another genre or another artist that seem banal seem seem that he can make them hold an amazing amount of depth with his playing
1: I'm going to play just a short excerpt from the Köln concert. Called that because it was recorded in Cologne, Germany in 1975 and released as a double album. It surprisingly became a huge commercial success, at least in terms of jazz sales, and still sells well today. One notable, notable aspect of the concert was Jarrett's ability to produce very extensive improvised material over a vamp of one or two chords for prolonged periods of time. I'm going to play the very beginning That's because it kind of illustrates some of what Jarrett was describing about how Keith Jarrett would incorporate his physical, mental, and emotional environment into his music. You hear a bit of subtle laughter at the very beginning. And that's because the audience recognizes that Keith Jarrett is quoting the melody of the signal bell, which announces the beginning of an opera or concert to patrons at the Colne Opera House. Here are a few minutes, just the first few minutes of the Cone Concert by Keith Jarrett. Just an excerpt from the Cone Concert by Keith Jarrett. You're listening to Discovering Jazz, broadcast through the studios of Trent Radio in Peterborough. Today, Jarrett on Jarrett, with Jarrett Prescott from Peterborough talking about Keith Jarrett and advising me of some selections I could play. Here are a couple I picked out on my own. My own interest in Keith Jarrett comes from a song that my favourite singer adapted from a Keith Jarrett composition – I'll play you the one I first heard, Eugene McDaniels, with Ted Brancato on Piano, and he calls this one, Follow You Down.
4: I'd like to know where you... The sun has fallen I will follow you down I do need to know If you really have a sacred place to pray in. A silent morning Oh, I will follow you down And sleep in your mind Till I realize the meaning of my being You have slipped inside my soul I relinquish all control I realize the meaning of belonging in my soul. There is truth much older than living. I've just begun to know. Just begun to know the meaning of my being. Somehow you know about the secrets of God's creation. To follow you down is easy for me. It is sweeter than a precious love in springtime. love in springtime
1: Now for the Keith Jarrett recording from which Eugene McDaniels adapted this song. Here is Country by Keith Jarrett from a 1978 ECM album called My Song with Jan Garbarick on sax, Pal Danielson on double bass, and Jan Christensen on drums. Let's hear a bit more from Jarrett Prescott, talking about a standard of which we'll hear Keith Jarrett's version.
2: We're going to listen to something that uh, Charlie Hayden and Keith Jarrett uh, approach uh, on, their, on their album Last Dance, put up by uh, ECM, uh, a couple years ago. And this is a standard called Everything Happens to Me. And I probably first heard it, and a lot of people probably first heard it, uh, who aren't too familiar with jazz, on one of um Chet Baker's uh singing records that he did uh where he uh he did his he stopped playing the trumpet briefly and he uh he tried tried out his soft his soft uh and mellow vocals to uh to the love and adoration of uh you know uh, all of all of America and the uh, jazz charts and uh, and you know the Playboy jazz uh, jazz chart of the year and all of that and uh, and anyway, I for, probably first heard that track uh, on, though, on those Chet uh, Baker recordings. Uh, I know probably a uh, hundred people have maybe covered this. I think even maybe Sinatra covered this.
1: Okay, since Jarrett went on a wonderful tangent here, I'll stay with that and play that Chet Baker recording of that Matt Dennis standard. And yes... Frank Sinatra did it in 1941, where he was simply the vocalist for the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra. I think I'll play a little bit of both versions. Everything happens to me.
5: your life it brings I try to give a party and the guy upstairs complains I guess I'll go through life just catching colds and missing trains everything happens to me I never miss a thing At first, my heart thought you could break this cake for me. That love would turn the trick to end despair. But now I just can't fool his heart that thinks for me. I've mortgaged all. My castle's in the air I've telegraphed and phoned And sent an airmail special too Your answer was goodbye And there was even postage due. I fell in love just once and then it had to be with you everything happens to me Black cats creep across my path, until I'm almost mad. I must have roused the devil's wrath, cause all my love is bad. I make a date for golf, and you can bet your life it rains. I try to give a party, but the guy upstairs complains. But when... Keith approaches it. Uh, this is a
2: this is a piece that uh, you know you can kind of pull out so many degrees and kinds of sadness out of it, and especially without the words because the words are so are so like uh, the mantra that could apply to any the life of any of the j- great jazz musicians or uh, or any hap uh, you know hapless soul uh, in love or in the tor- torment of some romance. Uh, or some regret that uh, Keith to do it without words on this album and just the bass and piano uh, it's a really uh, I think it's just such a beautiful way to to come out a really known tune Um, but this is the bare bones uh, keyboard and bass uh, alliteration of uh, what's a real classic
1: Everything Happens to Me by Keith Jarrett. This is Discovering Jazz coming out of Trent Radio in Peterborough. My name is Larry Sadman. Next week, more from Jarrett Prescott talking about Keith Jarrett. Bye for now.